Never before have I been so pleased to say good evening, listeners, and welcome to the Strange Mountain Radio Station's Dream Broadcast. It has certainly been a while, and I feel that you are owed an explanation. So here it is, the truth and nothing but the truth. While I was errant, locked in another unspeakable sector of the Strange Mountain facility, a rogue, rusted rascal of a robot got loose in the recording room. I returned, eager to tell you, personally, you, dear listener, of my safety. I know how you worry, but to my surprise, found my safe door knocked down and my happy place utterly torn apart. And in the middle of the sparking fragments of electronic equipment, a short-circuited, ruined robot resting on a live wire. I think it is a robot. Of course, it could be a man in a robot suit. I can't quite get it open. Anyway, after returning the room to normal, even making a few modest upgrades along the way, I felt obliged to return to him the spark of life, if you'll forgive the pun. So, a momentous occasion, dear listeners. I present to you Benson, the newest and possibly only other member of the Strange Mountain Radio Station. Say hello, Benson. Hello, Benson. Spending your time idling away along a grassy riverbank, the days bleed away as you carelessly balance along the border of a large land populated by humans and a tiny sea populated, as it turns out, by grotesque scaled fish abominations. Over time, they overpopulated and now have grown limbs to seek more land and more fresh flesh for consumption. They crawl onto the riverbank, oozing from their many pores in which their growing young ones germinate. You pick up the nearest stick and beat them back into the river, but there are too many and they surround you. The stick is beginning to break. One reaches out a limb for you and drags you to the water's edge. 
as a last resort, you use all you have left and you bite it. It squeals, suddenly horrified, and lets go. The others turn to look at you and you rush them, biting each one until they are all in terror. They clamor to get out of your way. You notice your hands. They have turned to claws. And you notice your feet. They have turned to hooves. You notice your fur. You have fur now. No matter. You will gladly pay this price. You would gladly give your life to protect the riverbank and the people behind it. The world becomes black and white, save for the fire in the sky. Time loses meaning but for the clouds that speed by and the endless spinning of the sun and moon. This chimera body with noble sentiment, will continue protecting this spot long after the river dries. But you and yourself will cease to exist shortly. For without perception or concept, this is what death must feel like. Honorable thoughts and honorable intentions so often it is that the good die young, caught in a web of their ideals. Hopefully, they leave behind them a kinder world. Oh yes, I agree, Benson. I'm positively famished. Although I don't know what robots eat. I'm going to go check on the tomatoes in the greenhouse. That's right. Bright red, fleshy tomatoes. Grown right here on fertile, strange mountain soil. Won't be long, Benson. Hold down the fort for me while I'm gone. Exploring a pure white tower. Stretching high into the sky. Your childhood friend has found the hidden door. Quickly, they wave you through. An impossible 
set of rooms that even dear Mr. Escher would be proud of. Confusing compartments and hard-to-reach open doors hanging from the ceiling. Spherical staircases and prismal entries to new, intricate, but incomprehensible rooms. stand in your way, but they fall at the slightest push from your adventure-bound hands. A puzzle, pictographs that must be moved in sequence, they appear foreign to your conscious mind, but somehow you solve it easily. They seem to shift into the correct spaces with a mere gentle wave of your hands. You reach the top of the tower. There is a squat suit of armor, round like an onion. There is an open panel on the leg. It looks broken, with purple and white wires poking out. Finish it. 
day, I was filling out some forms, and they asked me for the next of kin, and I thought really hard about it, but I couldn't think of one. In the emergency contact section, I made a list of everyone I know, but I couldn't think of whose number to put. I got so used to the idea that there would always be plenty of friends. I had so many for so long now. I felt so safe. I stopped thinking about it, but then, when I stood up, and I looked around me, everyone was gone. It's just me again. Just like before. I didn't even realize. I talk to myself every day. I have so many conversations with myself, it's just become a habit. It didn't even occur to me that no one was there. The people in my mind have replaced one by one all the real people. It's just me again. I can't feel sad. I can't feel. Because if I stop, I'll die. 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 If I stop... Nicely, they are indeed. I must say, everything is falling into place for us here. I don't know about you, listener, but I'm feeling rather chipper. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. The theme was... Companionship. And indeed, listeners, I am grateful for your companionship as I hope you are too for ours. Sorry, Benson, did, did you say something? Uh, no. 
like you, Benson. I haven't known you for very long, but I guess I love you too. Well, well isn't that sweet? That is exactly the kind of way I'd like to end this episode. And so we shall. Good night, dear listeners. Good night. And be sure to tune in again. Mm-hmm.